you know, Juice and Liger on, you know, his matches that he had in WCW with guys like Brian Pillman. Flying um, Brian. And Brian, you know, the late great Flying Brian. Um, and plus all the wrestlers that he's influenced over the past 30 years. Um, you know, a lot of people probably didn't know that he invented the shooting star press. That we've seen so many people do, like Billy Kidman, uh, Evan Bourne, Paul London, so many people. Um, Ricochet. Um, Ricochet, yep. To a lesser extent, believe it or not, Brock Lesnar has pulled it out oh, himself. Oh, man. Here's the thing about that dude. Don't get me started on Brock Lesnar. Besides the WrestleMania 19, which, again, Seattle Mike will be here all day with this. But, dude, watching him perfect an OVW in that match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19, my God. You know, and I had seen him do it in OVW, and he nailed it. He would nail it perfectly, but I think the reason why he botched it so bad... Positioning. The positioning of uh, Kurt, right? Positioning of Kurt Angle, um, you know, and they'd been going for almost half an hour at that yeah. point. When he Not stopping. Kurt Angle's neck was like, I mean, right after this, he had neck surgery. Yeah, um, and... But, you know, that was actually supposed to be the finish of the match. That was the that was the intended finish of the match. But because Kurt was too far away and now it's lore and WrestleMania, WrestleMania lore, Brock Lesnar landing head first in the mat, almost breaking his own neck and giving himself a damn concussion in the process. But it was an amazing thing to see in person, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, man, I was at the WrestleMania year after you, WrestleMania 20, watching Benoit win the gold, and we got to see the Rock and Sock connection. We got to see The Undertaker come back as the Phenom. And that's the thing, like, dude, I've been to a lot of the pay-per-views, as have you have, but the only one I've not been to yet, it's on my bucket list. I've been to Survivor Series, I've been to SummerSlam, I've been to a WrestleMania, I have not been to a Royal Rumble. And that is my bucket list, I gotta go to a Royal Rumble. Well, I heard I heard rumors that it's going to be in Seattle next year. Hell, man. Get your ass over to the Royal Rumble. I, I've heard rumors that it's going to be in Seattle this year. But, you know, nothing's – they won't announce the location just yet, you know, considering this being February and we're 30 – what, 35 days away from WrestleMania now? Yes, sir. 35 days. Uh, it's going to be, man, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. There's a lot of big fight feel, uh, but we'll go to our, uh, some more topics here, but dude, I got to mention to you, uh, hall of fame wise, like we were talking about British Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger. Now we have Batista going in. We have the NWO, which will be comprised of Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac and Mike for the females, the Bella twins. You know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends are, were questioning why the Bellas. Well, for starters, um, the mainstream um, appeal that they brought to mm -hmm. the WWE with Total Divas, Total Bellas, um, their YouTube channel that they have. Um, and a lot of people forget, like, they've been there for 12 years. They've been there since 2008. Um, yeah, well, yes and no. They did get released and left for a year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Oh, dude, I forgot about the release. What the hell was that even about again? If you could refresh my memory, I, I do recall that now. But what the hell happened the first time around? I think it was budget, just budget cuts. Okay, yeah. and then they came back. That's right. Oh god, was that when when they came back and they did? 
Yeah, you're, you, Mike, you're bringing back memories here. Was this when Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow Rhodes Scholars and and a uh, what? Uh, God, Brutus Clay and Tensai, tons of funk. My God. Yep, that was, and I'm uh, that was the yeah that, and then the whole Daniel Bryan thing happening, and yeah, and then their match got cut. <laughs> yep, then their match got cut. It's like, hmm, I guess they weren't that important. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, but yeah, no, like a lot of people were bad enough fellas, but like after I think about it, I'm like, it kind of makes sense like to put them in there for their appeal. And they were kind of the ones behind the hashtag give divas a chance. It was their match with Paige and Emma that started that whole social media buzz. Was it Paige and Emma or Paige and AJ? Was it Paige and AJ or was it Paige and Emma? I don't know. It was a quick one. Was it Paige and AJ? Was it, did I mess, mess that up? Was that, that was at a WrestleMania, I believe. Well, that, yeah, that was the WrestleMania match. I think it was the Raw matches where we first started. It was the Paige and Emma one. That was the WrestleMania yeah. one. That was, uh, was that 2014? No, 13, 14, 15, one of those. But yeah, WrestleMania. Was, uh, WrestleMania 31, I believe. Oh, 2015. Yep. In uh, Levi Stadium. Yes. that. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I still argue to this day. Sting should have beat Triple H. I knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> got to get over on the WCW vets, brother. I I, I I know, but he was the last holdout. But, you know, it, it, was, st- it was still really cool for him. To, you know, really cool to see him finally at, I mean, he's one of the few guys now that can say he's performed at a WrestleMania, at Starcade, at, you know, Bound for Glory. Damn near like, everywhere. I think he's... And he's also performed at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. That's true. But I think also with Sting, too, like, it's kind of, like, interesting because people, like, say, oh, you know, Sting didn't win here. Oh, look at AJ Styles, 2016, when he wrestled Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. He still lost. AJ Styles even said, but I won because, like, I got to wrestle at WrestleMania and I was in a high-profile match. WrestleMania, yeah. Um, And, of course, we've had, you know... You mentioned AJ Styles. Um, and based on what we saw today. Oh, God. In the gauntlet match, that issue is far from over um, because they have announced that it's going to be AJ Styles taking on The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I'm really excited for that because I've been a fan of the dead man since before he be- before he was the dead man, when he was mean Mark Callis. Back in WCW, and scrapers. I could go back even further when he was known as the Master of Pain in USWA, and the Punisher too, right? And he was, yeah, and the Punisher in the the USWA Texas branch back when it was Tennessee and Texas. That was in uh, the that was in '88. Jesus. I mean, like, you see, like, the prestige that he's had. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you. First and foremost, the choke slam didn't even get to take the, the jacket and the coat off. Just pinned the one. Even behind that because um, I guess the symbolism of his tattoos, you know, with the devil. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't think about that. That's why Aleister Black doesn't go to these events because he has the demon Lilith on his back. Oh, you see, you know – Okay, now I'll be honest with you. Like, as far as the women go on another front there, what do you think about the fact that we finally got not just Natalia and Lacey Evans, but this time around we got the first ever women's championship match with Bailey and Naomi? 
I have not seen that one yet. Okay, so I mean, we got to catch up here because Mike, what are you up to on Super Showdown? By the way, I don't spoil you. Um, I I kind of went back and forth. You know, I watched the Gauntlet match, then I skipped forward to Goldberg's Goldberg. Oh and- man. <laughs> Well, I I did see uh, Ricochet and Lesnar, and, and they made Rick, Ricochet look like a total chump. Dude, I, dude, my vision of that match was like Finn Balor, Royal Rumble, like he gets a couple moves in and he looks good, then F5, 1, 2, 3. This was just, he goes for a drop kick, fucking suplexes him, drops him on his head, couple Germans, F5, 1, 2, 3, see a Ricochet. It was like both. Tiny fucking seconds. <sighs> and then you get to... Goldberg, and we're going to rant here, but Goldberg and The Fiend, man, bringing four spears, two mandible claws, and a jackhammer, one, two, three. And you don't even call it the jackhammer. I don't even know what that was. The worst jackhammer in the history of pro wrestling. It wasn't even a jackhammer. It looked more like a, uh, 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 I don't even know what to call this. It was dog shit is what it was. It looked like a suplex almost. It's almost like a delayed, not like a delayed vertical, but like kind of like a snap suplex and just roll over one, two, three. That was not a jackhammer. And, you know, it kind of leads me to wonder, um, because the original plan was for Roman Reigns to face the Fiend for the title at WrestleMania. And that's the thing. Like, are they going with the direction now with Goldberg and Reigns? Or we got Elimination Chamber coming up. Are we going to have Bray win it back there? Like, And we also got Cena uh, coming on SmackDown tomorrow. So are we going to see maybe The Fiend and John Cena at WrestleMania? Like, there's so many ways we can go with this. You know what I think? I think I think they should have Matt Riddle face Goldberg at WrestleMania. I'm not your bro, bro. <laughs> it's just like he's he's so cocky, but you love him. Like, and I mean, Matt Riddle, besides the UFC and the whole nine, like the dude can work. He's so good. But yeah, no, him and Goldberg, I would just love that. Ever since that exchange, I'm like, we got to get these two oh, in there. Fun. And of course, they had. Of course, Riddle had an exchange with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble this year. That's what I like about him. Like he has, he doesn't give a fuck. He really doesn't. That's what I like about Matt Riddle. Even there. So we're kind of deviating here. Um, Don't even worry about it, bro. Like I said, with this podcast, we shoot a lot of the breeze. And like I said, it's always fun having you on because I'll be honest with you. I'm a knowledgeable cat, but it's always great to put our knowledges together and shoot the breeze on wrestling and LFC. I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, sentiment is the exact same. I love love just the banter. I love you know sharing knowledge. Um, love giving the history lessons. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. We're, we're both passionate wrestling fans and passionate LFC fans. I think we, we encompassed a lot with the show today. I'm going to say this. Mr. Mike Jolly, we covered the calendar. We talked about a lot of events. We talked about our future opponents and prospects. Mike, the Overture's here. Anytime you want to come back on the LFC podcast, Beauty, Strength, Endowments, you're always welcome on, sir. Well, I thank you very kindly. And I uh, look forward to coming back on with you, broski. I always love coming on the Washington Wrestle Talk podcast. Oh, yes. And if uh, anybody wants to check out that show, you can uh, check it out on Spreaker.com, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Blueberry, or wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also go to Patreon.com forward slash Washington Rest Talk, become a patron of my show, and 
we do have one more thing to uh, discuss, and that's the trip that I just came back from. Hit me, brother. Well, you know, you know, I was I was down in. I was supposed to be at the last LFC show. Yep, you you made your you had some fun in Las Vegas. I saw what you sent me. Let the people know. So I I ended up getting a room at the El Cortez Hotel and Casino, which is at the very beginning of Fremont. You know, I'm a block away from the Fremont Street experience. I checked into the hotel, and they t- and the the lady at the front desk tells me. Oh, it looks like Orbit's booked you in a room with two beds. It's just you, right? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But I guess I could move the beds together, make one giant bed if I got it, right? Yeah. Well, and then she goes, well, how about this? How about I upgrade you to, at no extra charge to a cabana suite room? Damn. Okay. You twisted my arm. <laughs> <laughs> um. It wasn't until I went to the casino, I had to cross the street to get to the to uh, the cabana suites. But if you've never been to Vegas, I highly recommend you check out the El Cortez Hotel because, for one, it was built in 1941. It was actually owned by Bugsy Siegel, the mobster, and his uh, Murder Incorporated partner. Um, just a lot of history there. Um, in fact, they have a restaurant there named after, uh, Bugsy called Siegel's 1941 with probably the most inexpensive primary dinner I've ever seen for $12.95. You can get a primary dinner 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whew. Mike, you're getting me hungry. Just thinking about that, dude, we, I gotta go to Vegas, man. That's what I'm going to say. I cannot wait. So we're all in Vegas, man. I'm glad. Here's the thing, too, that I also got to say about you. Now, unfortunately, the LFC show was canceled, but, dude, you made the most of it. I saw you gambling, you're doing your thing, making some money, having some prime rib. Mike, you lived it up. So so the story behind that, you know, the whole thing behind that was, um, yeah, I, I did win a considerable, considerable amount of money. Um, of course, you know, I put, like, $40 into a Game of Thrones slot machine, and I came out with $699 and change. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know, whatevs. Cashed in the, the slip, you know, had almost $700 on me. So I put $100 in, into uh, this one called Lightning Link. And I'm here to tell you, that was, the machine itself with screen had to have been about seven feet tall. It was huge. I mean, I literally sat down in the, in the seat, which could seat four people comfortably, I might add. <laughs> it was so big. I'm like, damn. Damn. I'm like, wow, I really need to sit back so I can see this thing. <laughs> so I put $100 in. And I did the uh, max denomination, which I believe was a dollar, a dollar bet, because it was a penny machine. Uh, betting 50 lines at a dollar bet, that's 50 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. One spin, land on the bonus, and then my total just kept climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing to the point where it hit thir- $1,370. Damn. And, you know, once you hit that part, once you get to the 
you know, over a certain amount, I believe it's either a thousand or twelve hundred. I'm not sure. I, I believe it's twelve hundred dollars in a casino. They have what's called the service. You see a service button on the machines. Well, it just so happened that the service button on this machine didn't work. So I had to go to all the machines around me. I'm pushing service buttons on all these slot machines around me. <laughs> 20 minutes later, they finally come, you know, a representative finally comes up, um, gets all my information. They gave me a W-2 to report the taxes on it next year. I'm like, next, next year's tax return. They handpaked me the cash, $1,370. Then I got a voucher for a free gift at the club or, you know, club Ortez, which is, you know, their players club that they have, like they have at all the other hotels in Vegas. And I'm sure they do have them in Atlantic city and wherever there's a casino. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I go to the desk and they asked me if I wanted a bottle of wine, a hat, or a jacket. So, and I, I just went like this. So, you know, I'm not really a wine drinker. It gives me, it gives me migraines, but I can drink beer until the sun comes up and occasionally, a, you know, a mixed drink. And I have enough hats as it is, so I'll take the jacket. Let me tell you, this is a really nice fleece jacket that I got. <laughs> a, a $50 fleece jacket for free. Um, got a $10 credit to the restaurant. So all in all, I'm. what was scary is how much money I withdrew from my ATM account, my credit union account. Mm-hmm. $160 total. Hell, man. I only use I only used my card one time when I was down there. It was, for, it was I believe it was for five bucks for two rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I got to say with you and like I said, this is why I love you. This is why we're friends. Like you just have such a blast. And I, here's the thing: I got to just put this over. Last thing, dude, you got a great spirit. I love listening to you tell your stories. Like one of the most, I'll be honest with you, we we touched upon this before. One of the most creative dudes I know, my broski. My dude, like I said, I'll, the links will be in the description, which Mike said beautifully. Like, dude, I'm so happy you had a great trip. I look forward to seeing you at future LFC events. I look forward to seeing you doing your thing at the Sessions event. Mike Jolly, the future is bright, and the sky's the limit for you, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm not, I'm not getting any younger. That's for damn sure. So <laughs> strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be a fun ride from here on out. Uh, spark plug. I'm not talking about Thurman spark plug. Holly, I'm talking about the spark plug that is Mike Jolly, heavy metal Jesus, oddity. Let him know. So, <laughs> Mike, I got to say, it's a pleasure. Guys, thank you for listening to episode 40 of Beauty Straight the Dominance, the official LFC podcast. My buddy, host of the Washington Wrestle Talk podcast, LFC fan Mike Jolly. Mike, any final words to say to the LFC faithful? Just keep watching, ladies and gentlemen. You know, just keep an ear to the podcast. Listen to listen to this podcast, the LFC podcast. Listen to my podcast. And follow the LFC because big things are coming. Big things popping, little things stopping, to quote MVP. Washington Wrestle Talk podcast, LFC podcast. We are out. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace. Uh, peace out.